0: Hello, and welcome to this audio edition of Philip Husher's Program Notes for upcoming concerts by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. I'm Rich Caparola. Concerts by the CSO on Thursday, January 20th, and Sunday, the 23rd, feature conductor Ricardo Moody leading a varied program, including The Overture to Donna Diana by Emil von Reznicek, Sweets from Sleeping Beauty and Swan Lake by Tchaikovsky, and The Emperor Waltz by Strauss, Jr., Here are Philip Usher's program notes on the suite from Tchaikovsky's ballet score, Sleeping Beauty, the suite lasting about 20 minutes. The Sleeping Beauty is a ballet that cannot be revived, wrote former New Yorker critic Arlene Croce. It can only be rediscovered. As much as any work written for the ballet, The Sleeping Beauty is a classic, the grandest classic a company can own, is how Croce put it, and it has always held a special place in the repertoire. The true magic of The Sleeping Beauty, even for dancers, is created by Tchaikovsky's music. The score is the ballet, Croce wrote. Tchaikovsky was intrigued by the idea of a ballet based on Charles Perrault's La Belle Bois Dormant from the moment it was proposed to him in May of 1888. Perrault's tale of Prince Charming and the Awakening Kiss was one of the Mother Goose stories first published in 1697. He began to write music that fall as soon as he received a meticulously detailed scenario from Marius Petipa, the French-born choreographer and director of the Imperial Ballet in St. Petersburg. By January 9th of the new year, he was so deep at work that he told his brother Modeste that there is no time left for letters. Tchaikovsky finished the score on May 26th. He spent the summer orchestrating the music. It was his first major work since the Fifth Symphony. The premiere of The Sleeping Beauty in January 1890 was a great success, and it was an immediate hit with the press and the public. Tchaikovsky himself thought it one of his best works, a dancing symphony about fate and life, woven from an old tale of a princess who pricks her finger and is put under a hundred-year spell to be awakened by a handsome prince. Stravinsky later said it was the convincing example of Tchaikovsky's great creative power. The suite of selections from The Sleeping Beauty performed at this concert includes some of the most beloved music from the ballet, the brilliant introduction with its gentle dance of the good lilac fairy, the pas d'action, The sumptuous, soaring adagio in which the ballerina princess moves through a breathtaking series of unsupported balances as she receives a rose from each of her four suitors. The sly play of Puss in Boots and the White Cat, the quiet charm of the panorama, and finally, the big, dazzling waltz with its famous sinuous melody, a seemingly unpredictable sequence of half-steps and whole steps that is itself a classic program notes by philip husher on a suite from the sleeping beauty by tchaikovsky and now philip husher's notes on a suite from swan lake by tchaikovsky the suite lasting about 31 minutes we owe the first of tchaikovsky's great ballet scores swan lake to tanya and anna davidova the children of tchaikovsky's beloved sister sasha When Uncle Pyotr whipped up an afternoon's entertainment to delight his nieces sometime during the summer of 1871, he never could have guessed Swan Lake would become the classic monument of ballet. He also never suspected that Anna would one day marry the son of Naja von Meck, the only woman Tchaikovsky ever loved, although their passion was expressed solely in letters and music. We know little about that first Swan Lake except that it was hastily written and premiered as a modest do it yourself production during the summer holiday at Kamenka, where the composer often went to take in the country air. Four years later, when the Imperial Theatre in Moscow commissioned a full-length ballet, Tchaikovsky naturally remembered that he had one already started. Taking some of that music, rescuing other passages from his first two ill-fated operas, Undine and Voyevoda, and writing a good deal more, including some last-minute additions purely to appease the Bolshoi's star ballerinas, Tchaikovsky created The first of his three great ballets, The Sleeping Beauty and The Nutcracker, came much later. At the first performances in March 1877, Swan Lake was far from the popular success it is today. The dancers were uneven, the scenery and costumes shabby, the choreography pedestrian, and the conductor inept. A semi-amateur, in the words of Tchaikovsky's brother, who had never before been faced with so complicated a score, several numbers in Tchaikovsky's score were cut because they were too difficult to play and to dance. Pieces by Cesare Pugni pedestrian but easily danced, were added audience members can hardly be blamed for failing to notice Tchaikovsky's uncanny way of writing melodies that beg to be danced, or his knack for suggesting character through orchestral color. There were a few additional performances of the ballet during the composer's lifetime, and with each one, Tchaikovsky's score was further diminished by substitutions of other music, and the plot graced with new twists. Not for the only time in his career, Tchaikovsky came to doubt his music's merit. He wrote to Najda von Meck, "I tell you that Swan Lake is not fit to hold a candle to Delibes' Sylvia." Swan Lake won great success only in the celebrated 1895 production staged by Marius Petipa and Lev Ivanov two years after Tchaikovsky's death. Eventually, Swan Lake, with the sheer beauty of its melodies and the richness of its orchestral colors, was recognized as a turning point in ballet music. The finest parts of Tchaikovsky's full score have long been performed in various orchestral suites, none of them authorized by the composer, who never suspected that Swan Lake would find itself a home in the concert hall or that this tale of the bachelor prince Siegfried and Odette, who has been turned into a swan by an evil sorcerer, would be reinterpreted again and again through the ages. The suite from Swan Lake performed at this concert includes many of the best-known numbers, beginning with the opening scene with its famous oboe solo gliding over harp arpeggios, followed by one of music's greatest waltz melodies the delicate yet spirited dance of the swans, the lovely scene with violin and cello solos over harp flourishes, and concluding with some of the most brilliant national dance numbers we have, Hungarian, Spanish, Italian with its dazzling trumpet tune and Polish on the ballet stage or in the concert hall. Program notes by Philip Usher on the suite from Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake. I'm Rich Caparella. Thanks for listening.